Welcome to Revival Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy another powerful message by Apostle Jean-Pierre Becker. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at revivalcc.org. John chapter number 1 verse 16. And from his fullness we have received grace upon grace. I want you to write this down. Prosperity is divine assistance to accomplish mission impossible. Divine assistance to accomplish mission impossible. There is a mission many of you are on right now and it's an impossible mission. God is going to release a mantle of prosperity supernaturally upon your life to accomplish the impossible. How many are ready to walk in that realm? I'm going to lay the foundation with a few scriptures. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 4, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Proverbs 8, 35. For whoever finds me finds life. And that life there is the Zoe life. John 10, 10. The Bible says, Christ came to give us life. And life more abundantly. It is the Zoe life. It is the life of overflow. It is the life of plenty. But the Bible says the thief only comes in order to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Psalms 102 and verse 13. For you will arise and have pity on Zion. High Zion. Zion is the highest place in God. Whenever a church or a ministry flows in the glory of God, flows in the presence of God, they've entered Zion. How many of you agree with me that we are not your ordinary church? Even those that call them Holy Spirit churches, they have an hour and a 30 minute service. Some call it revival, but it's an hour and 15 minutes. How dumb can you be and still breathe? Revival is about a saturation in the power of God. Revival is about a move of the Holy Ghost. And a place where he has freedom to do what he wants to do. Because it's in the saturation, it's the marination where change takes place. Anybody that's Loves to bry up in here and online. Our American friends that's barbecue. Guys, just plain change that shot over there. Just remove that camera, put it somewhere else. Thank you. So in South Africa, we love to bry. How many of you take your steak and you marinate it through the night in some sauce? Nobody? Anybody? How many of you love to saturate it? And that's the same in the presence of God. You're watching, you watch the whole time. Go home. Us a belief. 
This is a saturation meeting. Oh my God, they have church there too long. In fact, they followed a member of just recently. I have to mention it. Had a huge issue because we have church until one o'clock. Go to come. Go to some dead church. Go to Skulpat Frek van Doors, Domini. Go to where there is no move of God. But where God moves, He has freedom to do what He wants to do. You're in Africa, my bro. How can you even say that? Here we have church in Africa. So you take the stake, you take the source. The source represents the anointing or the presence of God or the substance of his divinity. And the longer you put it there, the more it's going to change. It's going to become tender the longer you stay in the presence of God. This is what I've seen this week. We've been having revival all week long. You just come into a realm where you're so enveloped, so intoxicated, so saturated. I mean, you, you're dripping with the presence of God. How many of you want that saturation? How many of you want that intoxication? So Zion is a very high place in God. It's not for the seeker-friendly church. It's not for the for the mediocre church it's not for the dead church zion is a high place in the presence of god it is a position the position of a church a position of a people in the presence of god watch this now it is the time to favor her the set time the appointed time has come that is a moment in the presence of god where favor and prosperity comes upon your life and everything change about you. That is where favor comes upon your company and it explodes. Listen, while being in the presence of God, while surrendering to the anointing, he releases you into a moment of time where unusual favor begins to manifest. Say with me, divine prosperity is my portion. In Jesus' name. I want you to write down these keys. So what are the keys that we use to live a life of prosperity? One of those keys is generosity. One of those keys is tithing into the kingdom of God. That is honoring God with the principle of tithing into his kingdom. The first thing tithing will do for you is tithing will move you towards your destiny. Some of the major keys that I've seen into the realms of prosperity is honoring God in the tithe. The tithe is 10% of all your income that belongs to that storehouse, that place where the presence and the power of God moves. A storehouse is not a house of man, it's a house of God. I say a storehouse is not a house of man, it's a house of God. 
This is where God has liberty and freedom to do what he wants to do. That is a storehouse. So what you will see is it will move you towards your destiny. It will remove hindrances out of the way to bring you to destiny. I told you the story of one of the great women of God in Tampa, Florida. She testified that she died. Very big giver in the kingdom of God. And she went to heaven and when she got there, God said to her, I'm sending you back because you're a very big giver in the kingdom. She said, God, didn't you, aren't you sending me back because I'm a good preacher? He said, no. I'm sending you back because you're a big giver in the kingdom of God. <laughs> Woo. Turn to your neighbor and say, I will not die before my time. Turn to your other neighbor and say, I have an assignment. I must advance the kingdom of God. God is going to prosper my life. To prosper his kingdom. To build his kingdom. To extend his kingdom. I want you to know that premature death will not be part of your life. Premature death. Death will not be part of your destiny, but you will live a long, full life to advance the kingdom of God. David said, I will inquire, require your goods for the sake of your house. David loved the kingdom of God so much that he wanted to prosper, to prosper the kingdom. Luke 2, 52 and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. That stature there is not just the natural man, but it means spiritually. In stature, he matured. He grew in stature and in favor with God and favor with man. Acts chapter number 2 verse 47 Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. There was multiplication. Every single day, everything just began to multiply. Now watch this. I want you to see this. I'm mentioning a few that have been practicing this principle. Ruth chapter number 2 and verse 10. Ruth 2.10. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take note of me since I am a foreigner? This is what you have to watch out for. If you are a faithful tither in the kingdom of God, God Number one will take note of you. And others will begin to take note of you. You can put a non-tither and a tither next to each other. And you will clearly see who is a tither and who is a non-tither. There's something on your life that makes you distinctly different from the world. There is something on your life that even the world notice. This one carries supernatural favor upon his or her life. 
this one carries supernatural grace upon his or her life. Anybody like that up in here and online? So write this down. Having prosperity doesn't mean that you won't have challenges in life. But prosperity is what is going to keep the challenges from defeating you. You will go through challenges. We will go through hard times in life. But those challenges will not defeat us. He says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Your fruit will not fall to the time before it's time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land. How many of you believe it? How many of you receive it? Every challenge, listen to me, there is a system intact for the tither. There is a system in place for the tither. Listen, that God does not even need my prayer. Simply because you practice the principle of tithing into the kingdom. He says, I will release special angels over your life. I will release grace upon grace upon your life. That whatever problem you're up against, your problem shall be beaten in Jesus' mighty name. That was your moment to shout right there. Psalms 5 and verse 12. For you will bless the righteous. Malachi 3 says, I will pour out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. A singular blessing that has the power and the potency to remove hindrances out of the way. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and it addeth no sorrow with it. Maketh means he will remove out of the way every opposing force that will try and hinder your prosperity, that will try and hinder you moving forward. I will bless the righteous with favor. And cover him as with a shield. So one definition of prosperity is to be endorsed or to be brought into prominence. Prosperity brings one into prominence. The creator of the universe begins to endorse you. You see, when God endorses you, hell cannot deny you. What heaven has endorsed how cannot deny shout heaven's endorsement. I remember flying on the plane to Tampa, Florida. And I remember speaking to the Lord. And I began to communicate with him concerning his endorsement upon my life. Because men will disendorse you or they will reject you. But when God endorses you, the doors is going to open up supernaturally. He said to me, I will give you signs of my endorsement. He said, one of it is you're going to preach for Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. Now that is a very large platform. Because all the greats preach there. Reinhard Bonnke preached there. Benny Hinn preaches there. All the greats in the faith. And I remember we 
we in the morning service and after the morning service, he said to me, I want you to preach tonight. God spoke to me that you must minister tonight in our church. Now, I want you to know that you have to be ready in season and out of season. We literally just ate. I went to the hotel, had a shower, received a word from heaven, and the word was released supernaturally. I mean, they just online, they ministering through their television stations. They ministering to hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of millions of homes. That was just one of the signs of the endorsement of God upon the ministry and the call. And the relationship was just strengthened. Say with me what God endorsed. How cannot deny. I want you to know all of heaven will back you up. There is a mantle of prosperity coming upon your life today. That in the presence of the greats. In the midst of other companies, you will see God endorse your company and lift it up to a prestige position of power and influence and dominion and rule. That is what the hand of God can do. Prosperity didn't keep Daniel out of trouble. In fact, prosperity will get you in trouble. <laughs> but... Prosperity is, is, is what is going to carry you through troublesome time. The word prosperity in the Hebrew is the word shalom. That is the original prosperity we ought to live by. Is the word shalom. Therefore, when Jesus left the home that received him, he said, peace, shalom to this house. In the spirit world, he was clothing them. With prosperity, which means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing wanted, nothing needed. Wholeness, peace, and prosperity. He was putting on them a mantle of prosperity. The Bible says he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Any servants up in here and online. So prosperity will take you through the troublesome time. Therefore, you will see persecution. You will see wars and rumors of wars. You will see famine. But in the midst of that, the children of God will prosper. In the midst of that, the children of God will rise up. In the midst of that, the children of God will move forward. You know, we're praying into even the greenhouses that we want to expand the 5,000 seater tent we're going to put up as a greenhouse. I mean, we have property here in Pretoria. And one of our businessmen bought a farm, especially for greenhouses for the church, so that we can grow fruits and vegetables and feed many nations. And that's already been put in place as I'm speaking right now. So it's going to be in Cape Town and also here in Gauteng where we will have the ability to feed many, many nations. The first pandemic or pandemic rather, they carried out. Because you know they said we overpopulated so they had to develop a virus to kill people. It's a pandemic. Just do your homework. You study the whole globalist agenda, you'll see that it's a it's a pandemic. It was a pandemic. So the next pandemic they're planning is famine. 
a shortage of food. Even the United States of America, warehouses burning down like this, left, right, and center. Isn't it a coincidence? Why is warehouses being burned down by with food supply? When you have wealthy people with their Royals Royce and the Maseratis standing in the queue to get fed by the church. But when that hits even this nation, the church will be ready. Watch what Malachi 3 says. I'm beginning to read the chapter. I mean, I've read Malachi 3 and I've received a lot of revelation from that. But one of the promises in Malachi 3 is your fruit will not fall to the ground before it's time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Ooh. Which means tithers must have their own farms. And one of the reasons, obviously, we are going deeper into that is for you to begin to eat organic food. My doctor told me, a health doctor, he said they dug a man up that was in the grave for a year and a half. And he never disinterpreted. He still looked the way he did just before he died. Not even the worms wanted to eat all the preservatives that was in his body. He was perfectly preserved. So that's the crap they're putting in your food. So the church must turn that around. How many of you agree with me? I say the church must turn that around. Speed production. Pumping all those hormones into those little chickens. I mean, he's still a baby, but he looks like an adult chicken. The devil is a liar. You're going to live healthy, long lives. Therefore, the war has always been about land. What does it say? Your fruit will not fall to the ground before it's time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. So this is what it looks like. A non-tither's fruit will prematurely come fall to the ground. It will just rot there. Therefore, I mean, Pastor Yaku shared with us this week, there was one month he forgot to give his tithe. By the 10th, he was struggling financially. By the 10th, he was in trouble. And the Holy Ghost reminded him, you did not honor God in your tithe this month. He quickly made a way, you know, organized just, you know, to get the money to honor God in the tithe. From the 10th, the rest of the month, God turned it around. Your fruit will not fall to the ground before it's time, says the Lord of hosts. This means that you'll actually be able to thrive, not just survive. Turn to your neighbor and say, I will thrive, not just survive. Secondly, tithing is the seal of approval of your relationship with God. It is the stamp of God upon your life. The stamp of God comes upon you.
All the greats who ever practice this power, prosperity principle saw the seal of approval upon their lives. How many of you want God to approve you? We're not into the approval of man. We want God's approval. Exodus 3.21 And I will give these people favor in the sight of the Egyptians that when you go, you shall not go empty-handed. Say with me, empty-handed ain't an option for me. Look at the promise in Genesis 12 verse 2. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. You know, Omar Rusk was a tither. And God made it famous because we had Omar Rusk in New Zealand. We had Omar Rusk in the USA. And God gave the promise to Abraham and he said, because you are tithed in my kingdom, I am going to make you great. Why would God make somebody great that is always robbing him? Why, why would God prosper somebody that is always stealing from him? Because that's what it means to withhold the tithe. It's to rob God. Shall a man rob God? But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Now giving the tithe, you don't feel it. It's quiet, but it's okay. We have to mature the immature. I say, giving the tithe, you don't even feel it. Why? Because the tithe belongs to God. Therefore, the Lord began to challenge myself and my wife in Tampa, Florida. And I know your faith is on this. The Lord said to us, I want you to double tithe into my kingdom. Now, how many of you know, then you begin to feel it. I like it when it gets quiet like that. You know, the immature preacher would try and preach for a response. I don't preach for a response anymore. When I was immature in the faith, I had to preach hoo-hoo-ha for a response. I am not here to preach for your response. I'm here to preach for your change. I want to see God bless your life. I want to see God favor your life. I want to see him bless your life. The Bible says in Hebrews 7, 7 that Abraham gave the tithe to Melchizedek and Melchizedek invoked the blessing. Abraham declared that the greater, the great will bless the less, that the less will be blessed by the greater. Number three, write it down. Tithing sets you up. For divine endorsements. Say with me divine endorsements. Many are wondering why things are being held back and kept back. Watch as you begin to work this principle. Watch as you begin to operate this principle. The endorsement of heaven comes upon your life. Number four. Tithing will catapult you ahead. Psalm 84 and verse 11. Psalm 84 and verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. 
The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withheld from those who walk uprightly. Say with me, no good thing will be withheld from me in Jesus' name. Watch this. Prosperity will always come with a purpose. Prosperity will always come with a purpose. Many think, you know, in the series we are just teaching about prosperity from the realm of cars, houses, clothing. Oh my bro, there's so much more than that. So much more. So much more than material things. We are about our father's business. And we are seeking prosperity to advance his kingdom. And we are seeking wealth and good. The Bible says in Psalms, for the good of the kingdom, for crusades, for souls to be one for the kingdom of God. Watch this now as you come and play for me. Esther 5, 2. And when the king saw Esther, Esther was a tither. Standing in the court, she won favor in his sight. And he held out the golden scepter that was in his hands. He stretched it out to Esther. Esther approached and touched the tip of the scepter. Watch this. All the other girls were running around picking dresses they want. Doing their hair in the style they want. But the Bible says that Esther went to the right hand man of the king and she asked, what does the king want? What does he want? All the other girls, they bathed in perfume. But she was in pursuit of what the king wanted. And she found favor. Ooh. Ephesians chapter number 1 verse 11. In him we have obtained an inheritance. Having been predestined according to the purpose of him. Who works all things according, according to the counsel of his will say with me i have an inheritance esther 7 3 then esther the queen answered and said if i have found favor in thy sight o king and if it please the king let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request she was in pursuit of prosperity and royalty to deliver her people. Money has a mission and prosperity has a purpose. If you are asking God for a six-figure salary and you don't want to double tithe on that, it's called selfish. The wrong motive. He looks at the motive and the intent of the heart. 
Some were prayed for them to get jobs. But they are too busy to come to the house of God. Some we are prophesied, and I hope you're listening. We are prophesied to them to the 40th floor in business. They millionaires and billionaires. They are too busy to come to church on a Sunday. So maybe I must prophesy that you fall to the ground floor again. And you humble yourself before the living God. And you come back to your first love. Because back then, you were committed in church. You were radically sold out in church. You were on fire for God. But now your money has gone to your head. Your success has gone to your head. And you have a big old head. Your head is so big, you cannot even come to the doors of the church. Grootkop. And there's a danger, and I can say these things transparently because I want to warn you. I don't care about your few million tithe. You think I'm into you for your tithe? No, your soul. You can perish in hell with your money. It's about your soul that is precious to God. about eternity the love for money is the root of all evil if you cannot let go of money you are bound by a root of evil money has become your boss you are working for money you're like a puppet when you receive true deliverance you say, I'm ready to receive, I'm ready to surrender everything. I'm ready to yield everything for the advancement of the kingdom. Anybody like that here this morning and online? Lift your hands to Jesus. Pray with me. Say, Spirit of God, I believe your words. I receive your word. Your word is life. Your word is power. Today I repent from dishonoring you in my wealth, in prosperity. I will prosper your kingdom in Jesus' name. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 1 says, Cast your bread upon the water. That is a Holy Spirit ministry. You have to tithe into a Holy Spirit ministry. You can't tithe into... Tony Cookie that is in an old age home in Creole. Somebody said, I'm tithing to Tony Cookie in an old age home in Creole. No, that is not your storehouse. That's unbiblical. That's the poor. That's sowing down. Sowing into a Holy Spirit ministry. Sowing up. You can't give your tithe to your father. Jobless. You will lose your job and he will be jobless. Cast your bread upon the water. You have to find a Holy Spirit ministry. That's where you tithe into. You sow into a ministry that operates in power. For you will find it. Only then will you find it after many days. Give a portion to seven. Water represents Holy Spirit. 
divided to eight, for you know not what evil may come upon the earth. So tithing protects you from the evil that will still come upon the earth. The Bible says darkness will cover the earth, dense darkness. You know that's called South Africa with load shedding. There's even a scripture for South Africa. But because you were tired, God will send somebody to come and solar panel your house. Somebody soloed our house that is not even in the church from the Doppergat. Oh yes, they're not even in the church. Not in a Pentecost, not in a Holy Ghost church. That's what God will do when you're tither. Unexpected sources will come and bless you. Some are giving me a non-tithing expression on your face. I say unexpected sources will come and bless you. Unexpected sources will favor you. That's because we live the principle. He has taken the responsibility of taking care of you. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree falls towards the south, towards the north, the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. He who observes load shedding, he observes the economy, the winds, and waits for all conditions to be favorable, will not sow. And this is the mistake many people make. When it's not going that well, they stop tithing. Biggest mistake you're making. Because you just go back to the curse. You just, you're just going back to the curse. You're operating the curse again. The safest place to be financially is to know you are tither in the kingdom. You've done your part and God will bless your life. Anybody that believes that. I wonder if I can get a shout in this Presbyterian church. Because that's how some of you look. Presbyterian. Hail Mary, Hail Mary. Our Father, which art in heaven. Sow. And you will reap. As you know not what is the way of the wind or how the Spirit comes into the bones of the womb, of a pregnant woman, even so, know not the work of God who does all. In the morning sow your seed, and in the evening, that means you come to church in the morning and you come to church at night. You sow your seed in the morning, and you sow your seed in the evening. You give financially in the morning, you give financially in the, in the evening into the kingdom of God. So you see it in the morning and the evening with all, not your hand, for you know not which will prosper, whether this or that or whether both alike. What seed will trigger the harvest and release the harvest? I see mega, mega harvest coming. I see make no sense type of harvest coming. I see a boat breaking harvest and breakfast on the beach. Any, anybody that believe that? Thank you for listening to this message. We pray that you've been blessed. 
For more information on how you can partner with us in our global vision to bring revival to every tribe and nation, visit us at revivalcc.org.